0: Hey everybody, what's going on? It is your boy, Angel Rodriguez, and you are listening to the NYC Talking Podcast. The city of New York, Boricua from the Bronx. I want to revisit mental health again. I have moments where I struggle being happy in my own skin and my body existing there, there are moments I just... I just don't feel good. I don't feel right. You know? Uh, and I often feel guilty about it. Because I feel like... I have no reason to not be happy. I have no reason to not be satisfied. Sure, I can give you a few things that I'd like to see improved. In life. That would make me happier and stuff. But... In the grand scheme of things... You know, I should be happy. Perspective has been very helpful for me. I was going to complain a few days ago about the braces in my mouth because I hate these things. They they cut my mouth up. They're uncomfortable. And I don't like them, right? And then I saw a post from someone on a braces article that said, you should be grateful that you have access to this braces to fix your teeth Some of us don't have that luxury. Wow. You want to talk about perspective. That kind of made me shut the hell up about my braces. You know. But it's not just the braces. Right. We're talking about life in general. You know. I have a hard time being present in the moment. It's very difficult for me. I don't know why. And as a matter of fact, I made a YouTube video about this like 15 years ago. Talking about this very same thing. Being present in the moment. And one could argue that that may be a part of the reason that I can't be happy or find the joy that I seek out of life. Because I am not present in it. I find that I spend a lot of time... Time traveling, so to speak. Now, when I say time traveling, I don't mean like I'm actually time traveling, but I spend a lot of time in my head going back, thinking about things that I could have done differently, should have done differently, trying to analyze what I did wrong, what I could have done, what I did right, trying to figure out what happened. I spend so much time there that I'm missing today. Does that make sense? You're kind of like you're, you're in this, it's almost like you're trapped in this loop of trying to figure things out so that you don't repeat them, that you learn from them and so on. But in that, you're not present in the moment today. And 20 years from now, I might look back and say, damn, I wish I wasn't thinking about that trivial crap and that I was just present in that moment. Easier said than done, right? I know. I know. I know. I mean, I wouldn't be here talking about it. I did a little lad two episodes ago. I did an episode about mental health. And here we are talking about it again. Why? Because I've been thinking about it. I've been struggling. I've been having moments where I, I'm confused. I, I don't know what I want in life. I don't know what I want to do. I don't know... If I'm where I belong, in every, every aspect, every capacity, not any one particular aspect. I, I just wonder, you know, am I doing the right things? Am I, am I in the right place? And it always takes me back to the past. To think back about a past relationship, a past job, a past friendship, a past situation. And am I repeating those things? Am I doing them differently? And And I have to figure out how to be present. I have to figure out how to stay present. Now to that end, I've started doing yoga. And um, part of the things we do in yoga is meditation. I'm trying to balance myself out in terms of training. And you can hear more about that in the last episode before this one, episode 69. Um, I talk about trying to balance out my training. And it's not just the mental or the physical. It's both. It, it's The things I'm trying to do are to help me in both. Uh, Tuesday, I just stayed home. I was going to go train. I had it all planned out and stuff. And I just didn't feel like it. I just stayed home. Maybe I needed that. Maybe I needed that. Maybe I was just being lazy. I don't know. I wanted to also talk about Suicide. Suicidal tendencies. When I was younger, I don't think I ever wanted to or meant to harm myself or, you know, to kill myself, right? But I worked with a therapist. Um, His name is Freddie Baez. You can find him on actually one of my episodes here. Freddy Baez, my childhood counselor, who I think helped save my life when I was younger. Now, I, I say again, I don't know and I don't think I ever meant to hurt myself. But there were times where I didn't see that I had any options in life. And even to this day, when I get angry or when I get upset or when I feel bothered or troubled or like I'm overwhelmed or something, that word echoes in my head. You could just end it. You don't have to do this. You could just end it. it, it it's there. Where did it come from? Where did it where where where, where did, did this become a thing? Is it something that everybody does? Or is it just me? You, you know what I mean? Like is it a default option to think I don't have to be here anymore. Or is that just a a manifestation of some mental illness, some mental imbalance, some trauma? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. You know, the things that, the thought would come, but I would just push it away. I don't know, maybe that's why I'm still here. Maybe that's what makes me different. Maybe that's what has helped me survive. But I don't entertain it. It's just like a flash. You know what I mean? Like, it's just a flash that happens. Boom. You could commit suicide. Boom. You know, uh, I'm 44 years old and I was dealing with this when I was in my early teens. 15, 14, 15, 16. I was depressed. I was not in a good headspace. Um, Kurt Cobain, who I admired greatly and looked up to. And, you know, I was such a huge fan of this person. He killed himself. And when he killed himself, it just... It, it was like... I, I was really upset. I was sad. I was troubled. But it solidified that you can end this. And again, I would... I couldn't do this. I I mean I don't want to get too heavy into this, right? Because it's such a sensitive topic and I'm 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 almost embarrassed even talking about it. I feel kind of kind of ashamed and I guess that's the stigma, right? That's the stigma, that's the mental health thing and stuff, but I have It does the word, it just flashes in my head on occasion. When I'm upset or if I'm troubled or simply just standing in the train and the train's coming and for a flash of a second I'll think to myself, I can jump in front of this thing. Now again, I'm not saying I'm going to, I'm not saying I'm in that space. I'm 44 years old, guys. I've been having this crap going on since I was a teenager and I'm still here. I have people that I love, that I want to see them grow. I want to see them have children. I want to see them live their lives. I want to see them grow old. I want to be around as long as I can. There are things I enjoy doing. And, and again, you know, the driving force has always been my loved ones, right? My mom, I never want to hurt my mom. I could not do that to her. I have a son. He's a good kid. You know, he has his issues too. I would not want to compound those issues. I have a little sister. I have friends. I'm married. I have my dog. I have people and things that matter to me that I need to be around for. So you don't have to worry Willingly I'm not going anywhere. So if you're listening to this and you're freaking out and you're thinking, Oh crap, we gotta do an intervention, we gotta help Angel, I'm good, y'all. I'm good. I'm not I'm not in any danger. I, I I'm just sharing what sometimes goes on in my head. And it's not all the time. It's not like I'm always thinking this or whatever. It's just it's omnipresent. It's just something that I know is there, you know? Um But again. It's been there since as far back as I can remember. Definitely to my early teens. And I made it all through the teens, all through the 20s, all through the 30s. And now I'm halfway through my 40s. So y'all don't have to worry. I would never want to put my family through that. So. And besides, I don't know what comes next. And to be honest, you know, I was raised Christian. And. The way I was raised and the things that were ingrained in me, you know, suicide is one of the unforgivable sins. Um, If you watch Constantine, that scenario is kind of like what I was raised up with, where if you kill yourself, you automatically go to hell by default. So I wouldn't do that, right? For all the reasons I said, but also there's always that little piece of me that, though I'm not overly religious, has that embedded way down in my psyche, you know, and I don't know if heaven or hell are real, and I don't know, I don't know, and I'm not even going to get into that one, <laughs> we're not going to get into that one, not right now, not today, and probably not ever, but it is ingrained in me, so there's another thing that keeps me uh okay, I think that we as people, this goes back to the time travel. Are uh, Can be inclined to having regret. To having doubt, uncertainty. Regret's a big one. I have a good friend of mine. Lovely friend. There's a lot of regret there too, by the way. <laughs> but I really... That friend always says... Live your life to the fullest with no regrets. And and this also echoes in my mind. It echoes in my mind every time I have a regret. Every time I feel regret, I try to remember. There's no regrets. And I believe it's Buddha who says, If you can change something, do not worry. Just change it. But if you cannot change it, then why worry? Worrying isn't going to change it. You can't change it. And I try to echo this thought in my head, particularly when it comes to regret. There's nothing I can do about it. If I did something wrong, I fucked up. I fucked up. That's it. It's done. I can't fucking change it. I can't change it. There's nothing I can do about it. So why in the fuck do I think about it so much? Why do I travel there so much? Why does it eat at me? Why do I do it? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I'm aware I can't change it. This is what's so infuriating. I know I cannot change it. There's nothing I can do. Nothing, nothing. I can cry, I can scream, I can kick, I can become a billionaire. Nothing will ever change these things. It's the past. It's done. It's written. Why do I think about it so much? Why do I regret? Why do I doubt? Why? I don't know and I wish I did so that I could fucking stop this shit. I, I... I I don't know I I don't even know what to say I just don't know why 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 do I think about that event why is it that every time something goes wrong today that frustrates me I compare it to that event or that time it's this is where it goes back to being present It's a different time, it's a different life, it's a different me, it's different people, it's different circumstances, different situation. And I'm making comparisons to the past, which I might not even be remembering correctly. I might not even be remembering it correctly because we we, we romanticize shit in our heads. We take it and we make it into something bigger. So why? Why am I, why do I do this to myself? Why do I do this to others? It's not fair to them. I, I don't know. I don't know. And all these things lead to frustration. I'm frustrated all the time for a host of reasons. Some of which I've tried to address that I can't address. They're present. They're current things that are happening now that I try to address. Some of them I can't. Some of them are, they're not entirely my decisions to make and I don't have entire control over it. But I, I, there's a lot of times that I feel angry and I feel this rage inside of me and I'm afraid that one day this is going to kill me. Bottling things up, keeping myself under control because this, that's what you do in society. I cannot go and, and, and outwardly express my rage. ...about things. If somebody pisses me off, I can't get up like Will Smith, walk over and slap him. And we don't even want to get into that one, right? I mean, we don't live that way in society. So, when somebody makes me angry and I want to beat the crap out of them, I don't have that option. I have to control myself. You know, if I get angry, which we all get angry, we have to control ourselves. Now, when you're a person like me that walks around with all these demons... That are always trying to surface and trying to come out. And you're in this rage from your present status, or present situation or things that are happening. You get angry. You know, keeping that all controlled and bottled up takes a lot. And I'm afraid that one day it's going to kill me somehow. And this is why I train. It's part of what I train. Why I go Do cardio, do Zumba, lift weights, do jujitsu, do boxing. And most recently, really getting focused on doing some yoga a couple times a week. I try to keep my body healthy. I try to exercise out the stress, exercise out that rage, get that energy out. Expel it, get it out so that it doesn't kill me. So that it doesn't turn into a stroke, a heart attack, or something else. It's part of why I train. You know, um, I was reading about this thing called trauma response. And they were uh, speaking on the trauma response regarding Will Smith with what he did. Somebody equated it to him having to stand by when he was nine years old and seeing his mom be hit and being unable to stop his father. When Will saw Jada Pinkett Smith get upset... He became that nine-year-old boy who couldn't help his mom. He got up, went over, and smacked Chris Rock because he's not going to be helpless like that anymore. That wasn't adult, grown, rich, millionaire Will Smith. That was nine-year-old Will Smith having a trauma response. That's what one psychotherapist broke it down to. Now, I don't know. I'm just sharing it for the sake of sharing it. And it... Helped me in a way to understand myself. Why do I train jujitsu? I have a a bulging disc in my neck. I have lower back problems. I have a shoulder tear. Most of which I've gotten doing jujitsu. Why do I keep doing it? Why? Why? I want to feel comfortable walking the street. I want to feel confident. I want to feel that I can defend myself, that I can handle any situation that arises. If you choose me as your victim, I want to be able to make sure that you regret that. I want you to regret that decision and I want you to have a bad day for picking me. If you assault someone who cannot fend for themselves and I happen to be there, I want to be able to stop it. If one of these pieces of shit Who's going around beating up older Asian women. Does that shit and I'm fucking there. I will grab them. I will take them down. And I will hold them. And if they do something I will choke them. Whatever. I'll control them. Until the cops show up. This motherfucker's not getting away. Not getting away. I want to be able to do that. Of course I know I can get shot. Of course I know I can get stabbed. Of course I know I can get jumped. But you know what? I'd rather have some odds in my favor than none. Those things could happen. Somebody could come up to me and slap me and rough me up or whatever, and I don't know how to defend myself, and I'll just fucking be a victim. Just like I was when I was a kid. See the connection back to Will Smith and when he was young and so on? It's the same shit. The same freaking thing. When I was a kid, I was bullied, I was abused, I was tortured. And I don't want to experience that anymore. And, and it's the same thing that Mike Tyson said. I don't want to be in the victim. I don't want to be a victim in the streets anymore. It's the same thing. So why why do I lift weights? So that you look at me and you think, let me not fuck with this guy. He's strong. He could defend himself. Why do I box? In case that the weightlifting wasn't enough of the deterrent and you come try me. And you do something to me or to someone else. Someone that I love or whatever. An innocent person. Maybe maybe the physical didn't intimidate you. Because you, you're a tough guy or whatever. Well, I need to be able to back it up. And that's why I train BJJ. That's why I box. That's why I lift. All that shit. And I also want to look good. I want to look good, feel good and confident. And it's a great outlet for that energy. For that rage. For those feelings. It's great. Even yoga, even yoga, which is a little calmer and it's a different type of training. It's a release. I've cried in yoga, y'all. I have fucking cried in some yoga classes. I have burst out into tears because whatever it is that's in my hips, the twist, whatever the hell gets that shit out, gets it out. It just releases and all comes out. Y'all need to get in there and do yoga. Yoga. Y'all yeah, need to exercise. All of you. All of you. Now, there may be some of you who, who have injuries or you can't do certain things. That's cool. You don't have to go do jujitsu. You don't have to do. Your, you do whatever exercise is accessible to you. But you need to get that energy out. You have to find a way. And if you can't exercise for whatever reason, then exercise your mind. But you have to do something to get that out. Poetry, writing, writing for me is a very helpful tool. Whenever I'm really upset about something, I vent, I write about it. Nowadays, you can do like we're doing right now and talk about it. I'd love to have somebody here chatting with me, talking about this, bouncing ideas off each other, sharing stories. But you know what? People aren't out there and they're not available. Every time I reach out or whatever, there's no, no one's available. I'll do it by myself. I don't need anyone. I don't need anyone to do what I need to do. I'm out here venting expressing myself so it's an outlet it's an outlet we all need an outlet you need an outlet everybody needs it and we all have one or another our our own method of letting things out mental health is something else y'all you can't neglect it you can't pretend it's not there we all have unresolved issues just like will smith just like mike tyson just like me We all carry things, you know. And I think that exercise is a really helpful thing. Mindfulness, talking to people, writing, writing. And in some cases, if you need it, um, getting help, talking to someone, talking to a counselor, taking medication, whatever it's, it's necessary, you do it. I think it's a major contributor to the homeless problem. And the reasons for that, I don't know. But as a Latino man, I know that there's a lot of stigma around mental health. We don't like people to think that we're incapable uh, of controlling our emotions. You know, we're we're these hardcore tough guys. You know, and there are people out there who may not have had the the access to knowledge or information or just development to come to terms with that and be okay with that. You know, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. We all are. Whether or not we admit it. We all are to some degree. And we all need some outlet. And we all need help. And we all need to talk sometimes. And here I am talking right now. Sharing. Hopefully my words contribute something of value to your life. I, I really hope so. I hope that maybe this even helps someone. I don't know. I don't know. I I don't know. I don't even know what the hell I want to do. I don't even know what the hell I want to do. But I do hope... You got some value from this episode of the NYC Talking Podcast. If you ever want to bounce ideas off of me and come on the podcast. You want to chat. Oh, It's just a conversation, y'all. There's no crazy thing. It's just us talking. And... Recording it. That's it. So. I want to thank everybody for listening to NYC Talking Podcast. I wish you all health. I wish you all physical health. I wish you all mental health. I wish you happiness. I wish for you to be present. I wish for you to find peace. All the things I want for me. I wish them for you. Take care of yourselves. And I'll see you on the next one. You are listening to the NYC Talking Podcast, www.nyctalking.com. Please like NYC Talking on Facebook. Please follow Angel R. Talk on Twitter and Instagram. We are NYC Talking, the realest lifestyle blog ever. Thanks for listening.